Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10. At 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And we're just going to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of HR and employment law. So, Kimberly, um, I thought we might do something a bit different this week and try and veer away from COVID. It's... I think that's a great idea, given that there are topics that aren't COVID-related. Well, um, given we appear to be on this lovely roadmap and heading into the new world of uh, post-lockdown, I think redundancy is an interesting place to start, because I kind of think there's a few employers out there who will now be saying, let's prepare, now is the time to get our our structure right, our staffing levels right. And based on my experience, there's going to be one or two there saying, oh, can we just get rid of Joe? He's a bit of a nuisance. Let's make him redundant. Yes, I mean, that's my experience too. So many people think that they can use redundancy as an opportunity to weed out the people that they don't like or don't perform well or Mm. whatever. And, you know, it's an absolute you know, minefield yes. to go down that route, um, as we've seen with this recent court case, haven't e- we? Extremely dangerous, yes. The one that was in the news this week, and I mean, it, it brings out all sorts of secondary points when you see the the potential discrimination issues. But it was quite a high-level one, wasn't it, in the uh, banking world? Yes, and... Um, As I understand it, there was a Muslim worker who uh, won unfair dismissal on the basis that really they didn't like him very much. Um, I think part of it, I don't know whether this is the media talking about, but part of it was that as a Muslim, he didn't celebrate Christmas Day. He was worried about something at work and he was working and he ended up telephoning his boss uh, on Christmas Day, uh, which didn't go down well. No. Uh, um, which, and, and, and not only just telephoning him, um, emailing him and other directors, the uh, CEO ended up getting an email on Christmas morning. Um I have to ask, with the whole work-life balance, why was the CEO reading his work emails on Christmas Day? But, um, yeah, and that, that whole principle of he intruded into what they saw as their private time, their private life, was one of the factors, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, and I have to say, I have had a client ring me on Christmas Day before now. I only answered because I thought it was an emergency. Uh, But anyway, I digress. Uh, Yes, I think they didn't. What the problem that they faced and why the ruling went against them was was basically they didn't do an open and transparent proper process. Which, oh, I'm sorry, I've got a cat fight going on in the hall. (laughs) Choice of life broadcast. Okay. Um, And, you know, it just really shows how important it is to make sure that you've got valid reasons for the redundancy. I mean, I know the government state for valid reasons, such as closure of the business or lack of that kind of work for that kind of individual. Um, If they're closing a place of work, you know, things like that. But then also, it's not just about what your business reason is for the redundancy. You also then have to create a selection pool. Yes. 
And, that, you know, that did not happen in no. any stretch of the imagination. No. The, the selection is incredibly important. I mean, what was very um, unfortunate, if I'm picking very tactful words at the moment, what was very unfortunate for the employer was there was full records of their meetings that planned it. Um, and amongst other correspondence that went backwards and forwards was comments about, yes, that includes the guy that rang us on Christmas Day. It will be best to get rid of that whole team, won't it? And comments of those types. So it was very clear to the tribunal that when the evidence was presented, that it was not a redundancy process, but it was a process to remove people who were no longer popular in the organisation. Exactly. And it is so important that people understand redundancy is not about people. It's about jobs. And if you're closing a department or a unit and therefore 10 jobs disappear, that's really quite straightforward and easy. But the moment you're halving the size of a department, let's say, and deciding that you want to lose five people from a department, you need a really good process, a robust process that you can defend as to why you picked those people. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that typically includes things like first in, last in, first, last out, in first out, or yes. I knew what uh, meant. attendance or skills and ability, mm. knowledge, experience, all those kinds of things. So, you know, so many people don't think that through yes. and think, I just don't like him, let's make him redundant. Yeah. Um, or I've had the employer that has rung me and said, uh, I had a row with such and such and I told him to F off and never darken my door again. <laughs> Some clients, eh? Yes, yes. Um, the one that amused me was the person that told you they accidentally made all their staff redundant. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's so important that if you're going down that road and you're changing the number of people you've got, get the legals right. Yeah. And if you're in any doubt get advice, um, ring an HR consultant or talk to a lawyer if you're not familiar with this process. But just picking people that you don't want and thinking you can use redundancy will probably land you in a tribunal. Um, and uh, this particular case, the Muslim worker that we were talking about who, who ultimately was removed because he rang someone on Christmas Day was what transpired, ended up with over £20,000 in damages in the tribunal. And that's quite a low settlement, I would say. I've seen ones that go considerably higher than that. So really be careful, get the process right, otherwise it will cost you a lot more in the end run is the advice, isn't it? Yes, um, what we you touched on briefly a minute ago and we didn't really go into in more detail was the potential discrimination aspect mm. of that. That individual was working because Christmas Day is not a, yes. a celebrated day for, for him and it, you know, that yes. could have raised even more issues. Absolutely, yes. The, the comment that came back from the chief executive in that one was, um, you wouldn't like it very much if we'd rung you during Eid. Um, yeah. How to uh, win hearts and minds, eh? Uh, yes. Um, but as, as I say, I, I, I come back and wonder why they were reading work emails. And, but anyway, they were. Treat redundancy with great care is the advice.
Yes. So, and in the example of my client that accidentally made all her stuff redundant when she was only making a small change to terms and conditions, be very careful when you follow gov.uk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, do you know, I'm looking at the time and thinking I'd love to hear how somebody made all their staff accidentally redundant and equally how that went down with the team. But I think that's one for another day looking at the time. I don't think we've got time for that. No, no. One of, one of the other things, and I am slightly conscious on time given this is HR in 10, um, yeah. and we've probably nearly talked for 10, but one of the other ones to watch really carefully, one of the worst um, redundancy stories I've been involved in with a former employer was where the employer got the payroll calculation wrong. They looked at the length of service and didn't notice that he actually had resigned and had a couple of years not working for the organisation and then was rehired. So they paid his redundancy based on something like 25 years service when he only had seven years service. Oh. And with the enhanced redundancy terms that organisation had, it did cost them a lot of money. Um, and that was swept under the carpet so no one noticed after it happened because no one wanted to admit to it. Getting the detail right is so important. Do it slowly, do it cautiously, and get advice if you're looking at that as we come out of this crisis, I think is the best advice, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Do you know, we spent about 10 minutes talking about one issue um, on redundancy. <laughs> A with, big with, one. Yeah, with actually no mention of COVID. But as HR in 10 goes, that is 10. So I think we wrap up for today. Kimberly? Thank you so much. And I'll just say, if you find watching these useful, do click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel and get alerts each week when we go live. And do remember, you can ask questions via YouTube. Theoretically, they pop up on the screen and they put Kimberly on her toes as I throw new issues at her that you type on the screen. It will add a certain element of fun and excitement to the broadcast, <laughs> won't it, Kimberly? A little for a song. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks very much for watching, and we will see you again next week. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye-bye.